into KG Mwekezi on SAFM. Welcome back. It's uh, one twenty-three on SAFM. It's uh, Indigenous Knowledge Systems Tuesday and uh, there's an opinion that uh, we read about uh, when uh, the looting was happening in our country from uh, Gogodine and Lanzi and uh, the quote when South Africa needs a national Ntabulugo, the bloodshed that was never cleansed is haunting us. We are also divided not only by race but the black race is divided by class, by ethnicity, and by religion. The psychological impacts of divide and conquer also needs healing. And that is her perspective. What healing do we need as a collective? Uh, We're a very diverse nation, right? With uh, different cultures, different religious beliefs, uh, different languages, uh, different this, different that. Uh, You know, how do we achieve healing uh, as a collective? So Koko Dineo Ndlanzi is the founder of the Koko Dineo Ndlanzi Institute of Spiritual Healing. She's also a Sangoma and a spiritual teacher and a coach, and she joins me on the line. Let's start with Intabulugo. Good afternoon, Coco. So, you know I'm a Mutsuana, you know I'm a Mutsuana girl, eh? I know. Okay, I know so, so what, what, what is Intabulugo? Intabulugo. Oh, you see? You see? <laughs> Intabulugo. What is yes. Intabulugo, Coco? Intabulugo is a type of cleansing that moves us away from a place of darkness into light that moves away from a place of woundedness and pain into healing. Okay. Um, so it's, 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 it's basically a type of cleansing. Okay, so, a, so what happens when you do a, an, an intambuluko? Um, you would need to perform rituals that will actually lead us to the light, that will lead us to move away from a place of woundedness to healing. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I needed to historically contextualize some things because... Okay, Sometimes as this generation, we want to just look at events that are affecting us now. Mm-hmm. And we don't understand that we are part of a system that existed before us. Mm-hmm. So that some of the things that we are experiencing because healing has not occurred are affecting us and they're recycling themselves. Yeah. So I, I, I always sit back when there are these uh, tragedies because what has been happening in our country is tragic. Mm. What has been happening to our country has been traumatic and we've all been affected or impacted by it somewhat, you know. And I had to step back as well when the looting was happening as a privileged black South African and ask myself how am I engaging and interacting with the issue at hand. Mm. Um, and I had to ask myself a couple of questions. So what do I mean by historically, when I mean by a national cleansing that we require, it's not only because the looting has happened, Mm. it's because we've been looters from beginning of time Mm. in Mm. this continent. We've been looting and by looting we have taken away from each other in acts of violation. So in NS, the looting didn't begin only last week. No, no. And we've been seeing it because when people take away what is not theirs, there's always bloodshed. Mm. Just we've been, I've been looking, I've spent the last half an hour just looking at historical events. And remember, this is only what is documented. There's Mm. a lot that is undocumented. Mm. We have lived in three, almost 300 years of warfare. Mm-hmm. In this country alone, just South Africa alone. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first uh, big warfare was in 1799, 
between the Crosses and the British. Mm. And we've had the 1817 till uh, 1828, the biggest welfare, the Mfekani welfare, where about a million black Africans were killed. Yeah. Right? So from the, the 1700s up till date, we have experienced warfare. We've experienced bloodshed. And seem to say, to, and you said, I had you say, um, KG, that, yeah, we are a diverse country and how do we achieve that? Mm. But we need to understand we're a diverse country. Which continent are we in? So mm. what is the environment allowing and inviting us to do? Because in, in, in our attainment uh, or, or our aspiration to always be very collective and, and not leave everyone, we've left a lot out. You mm. know, hence we have not yet had a national Tambulugo. Because we seem to say to, and this is Indigenous uh, um, uh, Knowledge System Wednesday, we seem to say to, when there's been a tragedy, when there's been a death and there's been a loss, it is mandatory for us to go through what we call a cleansing process in Tambulugo. So that we are breaking a pathology and a pattern, but also the soul is resting. Because we say, may your soul rest in peace. But there's a lot of spirits that are unrested because, one, they were ta- their lives were taken violently. Um, they were, their lives were taken without them saying, I want to go now. Yeah. And they died for many of us. Yeah. So we haven't really done any rituals that can actually then settle things and break those pathologies that we are seeing now. Because every year in South Africa, there's an eruption of a, of a massacre, you know, and I call them massacre. We have xenophobia right now. We've got um, femicide happening. We've got um, a, the queer community being attacked. There's always a warfare in our country because of what happened almost about 300 years ago that nothing was done by, uh, by us. We didn't do anything because I guess, you, you, you know, somewhat we lost our ways and understanding of the importance of what cleansing is. Because somebody can say to me, but no, cleansing or in Tambulugo, because that's a word used by Abantubesintu or Batubasito. So it means it's only what traditional healers use. But people forget that the things that are, are done or the basic uh, requirements for in Tambulugo are also things that can be done by anybody else. We use medicinal plants. This is nature. And all of us knows that nature is our healer. So, right, we use water to perform those things. There are also ceremonies that will happen because when I speak about the national in Kambulugo, it's not only a physical act of cleansing, okay. but a psychological act of cleansing as well. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to pause you because you said... Uh, you know, uh, we, we we have ways of cleansing ourselves. Uh, but I want to go back to my introduction about the issue of our of our diversity. Uh, the issue of our diversity I brought on because because of those uh, diverse uh, the, the, the diverseness of of uh, of our nation. It means to a large extent also our belief systems are very fundamentally different. So when you say we have our ways to cleanse ourselves, I want us to come back after the news headlines to break down what those ways are where we can collectively cleanse all of us, notwithstanding the varied cultures that we come from. It's Indigenous Knowledge Systems Tuesday and we are in conversation with Gogo Dinewo Ndanzi. It's 1.30 though. It's time for the news headlines and Musa is standing by. Here, there and everywhere. SAFM 105.6 FM in Mtata.
That's us. It's one thirty-two. Uh, we are talking indigenous knowledge systems, and we're finding how we can collectively heal as a nation. And uh, we're taking an opinion from Goko Dinewandlanzi from uh, the Goko Dinewandlanzi Institute of Spiritual Healing. She's a Sangoma. She's a spiritual teacher, and she says we all need collective healing because uh, we've been looting outside of last week. Uh, we've been looting as a country for over three hundred years, and uh, she says blood is spilled each time. We know at least from last week alone, uh, about 212 people uh, died in our country as a result of what happened. So I was at the point, Goko, where I was asking, what are collective ways? What's the thing that we can do that, you know, uh, a white South African, an Indian South African, me as a Motswana, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a Zulu person can walk away thinking, yeah, okay, we're cleansed, uh, we're good, we, you know, we can start afresh. Um, so, uh, KG, the thing is that we we easily speak, especially when it comes to these complex issues. We would speak about South Africa being a diverse country, but when we have to get to practicals, then we become divergent. We don't converge because mm-hmm. then it has to do with belief systems. Like, no, I don't believe or I don't subscribe to that. Yes, because I feel like we've we've we you know everybody yeah, last week said let's pray for South Africa, and every time there's a there's a massacre, there's a tragedy, we just pray. But mm. prayer alone is not enough. So we all know fundamentally in all of us, there are those seeking and yearning to connect to divinity, something greater, more powerful, a source, right? Mm. A source mm. that can actually intervene, or we call it divine intervention. But there are processes and there are rituals that can help us connect to that divine power so that the healing that we are seeking can then be achieved. And what one thing that has been nationalized because in our attempt, I actually said this yesterday when I was doing a webinar, I said in our attempt to be, um, you know, to be all in, a, a inclusive, we've become exclusive as well. In because our attempt the, to be all inclusive, we've, we've become, become exclusive as well. Yeah. And this is what I mean by it. Yeah. So as Isangoma, and I, I'm going to say good finalist party, we need to call upon the ancestors whom we are trying to cleanse so that they can be able to guide us in terms of what are the ways in which we can cleanse. Because the, the blood that was shed majority, of course, is black because black people are the majority in the country. Mm-hmm. But other people have died as well. The first thing we're going to get is a no. Mm, mm, right? Mm. It's a no, because that's not, that's against my religion or that's against my faith. But every faith and religion has a ritual. Mm. Maldome Petrus Soma speaks about a, a ritual being an act which is what the soul is yearning for, so that then the soul can be at peace, right? Mm. Or mm. it can self-realize. Mm. So when we speak about certain things, and I think for me, because the majority of the people who have died in this country, they've also been marginalized. So how we do certain things, we've marginalized it in the name of keeping the status quo. Because 80% of South Africans are Christians. That's a fact. And some of Christians believe in African ways of doing things. But when you look at things closely, they're quite similar. It's just different forms of expression. So the first Nkambulugo we need is to decolonize our psychologies. Mm. Really how, understand. How do we decolonize our psychologies? By the way, uh, guys, join the conversation. If you want to ask a question or comment or join into Gogo's thinking, you can call us on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp us on 0614104107. How do we decolonize our thinking? I think the first thing we need to do our way is a God that has been man-made. 
because all of us want to connect to some But you know soul. what people are going to say. I, I, can't, I can't stop believing in something that I've believed in all of my life, they will say. Yeah, and I'm not asking you to stop, but I'm asking you, as I said earlier on, that we always have to step back and relook at things mm-hmm. and gain a different perspective because mm-hmm. something that you've believed in for the longest of time, South Africa as a continent is one of the most religious continent, but one of the most poorest. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So we and we are very faithful and we are prayer warriors. But something is off here. And, and we, we need t- to and we tithe. Uh, yes. And we cannot run away from it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we, uh, we cannot also run away from that. The man made God that we have been taught, conditioned to believe in has also enslaved us and still does in many forms. Mm-hmm. We cannot run away that religion was used as a weapon of slavery. Mm-hmm. So when I say decolonizing our minds is also facing the this. Or this or uncomfortable truths about history and mm. what what went wrong and what has happened. Because, That's hard, hey, to to face yeah. uncomfortable truths about history. I had a discussion about racism uh, yesterday on the show, and people are not comfortable even to deal uh, with issues of racism in this country. They would rather have a dinner party at their house with twelve people that they trust, that they know they can express issues of race to, but they would never express it in workspaces. We want to pretend like it. Doesn't exist because all of us, all of us, have a yearning and a sense of wanting to belong. Mm. So, as we all have a yearning and a sense of wanting to belong, we actually then forget ourselves and forget to be truthful mm-hmm. because we've also become a society that uh, becomes comfortable in living in illusions. We mm. all have seen that the illusion that was created of. 1994 about Rainbow Nation is now we're starting to see the cracks. Hence, the part of the root cause, not the only root cause, the root cause of what what we've seen over the past week is that that we we are given an illusion that we are all equal. Mm. And I say that a rainbow is beautiful, and it is what it is because all the colors in the color spectrum are equal, and there's also equity. So, and somebody the, the, said something interesting equally about a rainbow yesterday. They yeah. said a rainbow does not have a black line. Yeah. You see? So that's what I'm saying is that because we all, and we run away from pain. So these issues, we're not going to get to this the steps because I also don't have it. I just have insight mm. from stepping back because these issues are complex. So mm. we're not going to get to the National Tambulogo, but I've thrown a seat out there and we're going to start to have conversations and dialogue. You know what I like about dialogue versus debate, KG? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because debate seeks to be wrong at the expense, I mean, right at the expense of making somebody else's wrong. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that in Parliament and mm-hmm. we've seen how our own political system has become toxic. But dialogue says I can still carry my belief system and hear you out because by you giving me your input, it's actually going to enlarge or help me see much more clearer even though I still continue with my belief system. Because we are a country that loves wrong and right. Wrong yeah. and right. But that system has not been also our system as Africans because we understood. That's why we never had a... It wasn't about majority rules because the minority then is rebelling. So majority of the economy is not in the hands of the majority of the people. They've become marginalized and been the minority. Then they rebel. Then we... We call it all sorts of things. And yes, all sorts of those things are also part of it, but they're not the only part because that's why we'll find ourselves here. Okay, right. let's dialogue with others. Uh, let's dialogue with others. There's others that want to uh, join in on this conversation. We start in Kabecha. Uh, Molo Temp. Good afternoon, ma'am. How are you? I'm well. Thank you, Temba. 
Thank you, thank you very much. Mm. Look, let, let, let me start by thanking Ugogo, Togoza Gogo. Togoza for for bringing the, the, the issue on the table. I've, I've long held the same view, quietly thinking that one day I will write about it, that South Africa, since attaining its uh, so-called freedom in 1994, we've never gone back. We've never gone back to our roots and sisters and reported as a nation that we have now attained the freedom that they have been fight, uh, fighting for. Wow. So, you know, Temba, been... we were, according to you, we were supposed to go back to our ancestors and even declare that a change has happened. A change has happened. We should acknowledge as to who who lives in South Africa, who, who are we in South Africa. We should then be able to command, not command, but agree as a nation that different uh, 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 clans, mm, different mm. clans on a particular day in a particular month, go back to your ancestors as that clan. Mm. Go back, report that the country or the land is back. Mm. And mm. report that those who were fallen during the frontier wars and those who have fallen during the struggle did not fall in vain. Mm. Report mm. to them that this freedom is not a total freedom that we fought for, mm. but we are moving forward. Mm. We've not done that. This is a view that I've long held, that I've wished that South Africa can go into. Because the spirits will never rest. Okay. We will never, as a black nation or as Africans, be able to find ourselves and place ourselves within this current dispensation. Sure. Both economically and politically. We are unable to place ourselves. Wow, wow. Okay, Temba, uh, you've put your point across. Thank you. We stay in Kabeja, uh and go to Nicholas. Hi, Nicholas. Hi, what a pleasure to speak to you and to Hugo uh, Doneo. Yes, welcome. Um, just a, a quick one. Um, I, I'm a, I present as a white guy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I love that, inside, by the way. I love how you say you present as a white guy. Yeah, I mm-hmm. present on the outside as a white guy. But inside, um, I, I'm, I'm a Griqua mm-hmm. and, uh, and Khoisan mm-hmm. and not a lunatic. Okay. Um, so I've been pushed, forced through this uh, whole uh, sort of Christian bubble mm-hmm. in my family, where a lot of pressure on every side, from the Calvinists to the Pentecostals and all that. And Gorga Deneo brings up a thing where um, uh, the cleansing in Klambuluko, mm-hmm. it's so enlightening. Now, uh, just as a solution best uh, thing to put into the pot mm-hmm. that, that, uh, of what we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my brother spoke about uh, the ancestors who fell on the battlefield. He says we never went to acknowledge to them uh, that the very so-called freedom that we have is not holistically and fully what, they di- what some of them died for. Uh, mm. Now, th- there's that acknowledgement. Then there's also the issue of the restoration of Hintz's body parts. Mm-hmm. There's also the issue of respecting and looking up to uh, Makoma. Mm-hmm. These guys and the women who backed them and who carried the communities while they were on the battlefield, mm-hmm. they've not been respected sufficiently. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for everyone because there, there's, a, there's a rising consciousness amongst the young people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but their knowledge is also kept from them because the knowledge is still owned by by the, the, the so-called Western academics. Yeah, yeah. 
So we need to speak with those ancestors, even if it's on a personal level. In a group, that's fine. But we must also, in speaking to them, we must say, look, the land claim issues. We, every white person who lives on a piece of land, they don't know where they got it from. They don't know who they got it from. But at some point, it belongs to black people. Mm-hmm. Those people must take on board that they are living on land of which origins they are not sure. Mm-hmm. They must pray to mm-hmm. their Jesus God or to whatever God they, 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 they choose to. And ask, but does that, one, mean they have to, does that mean they have to acknowledge fault? They have to they acknowledge. must acknowledge fault. Okay. It's okay. a form of, you know, national reparations, my sister, mm. is one thing. But Gogo Deneo is, is talking about a personal consciousness as well, mm-hmm. as I understand it. I don't want to tell her what she's speaking about. But my final point is that, is that uh, the Christian God mm-hmm. um, and the Jesus obsession mm-hmm. that the white man brought to this country mm-hmm. and sold to us is not 100% devoid of meaning. It's mm-hmm. just that their meaning and the spiritual depths of that particular religion was forced on the people. Mm-hmm. Not voluntarily taken. And those sisters and brothers who've taken the Christian faith and mixed it with African beliefs are not out of line. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But shedding of blood is necessary. Jesus, they talk about the cleansing of the blood in Christianity over and over and over again. Yeah. Why can't the Christians come to the party and hold hands, join hands with other religions and say, we believe in shedding of blood, cleansing of using blood and speaking to an invisible Ancestor. Jesus is an invisible ancestor. Come Jesus, on. Jesus is an invisible ancestor. Yes. So, so let's let's leave it let's leave it there. Thank and, you. and thanks thanks so much. Thank you, Nicholas. Thank you. Jesus is an invisible ancestor. Uh, Dineo, I think Goko, I've heard you say this yourself many times. No, I have, and um, he, that because he doesn't live and he doesn't exist in the physical realm. Mm. Therefore, if we call upon his spirit, because we're calling upon the spirit. The Christ spirit, the Christ consciousness, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's whom we are calling upon, right? Mm-hmm. So I've said it all the time. I said every religion is based on ancestry, and those who refuse to acknowledge their own ancestors and say they don't believe in ancestors, they just don't believe in their own. Yeah. And yeah. The, the more we are, we continuously demonize our own lineages, the more we're going to find ourselves in cycles and repetitive patterns of bloodshed mm. until we can actually go back because. We are then saying the Robert Subikos, the Steve because uh, the TSC machines, the Hector Petersons died in vain because mm. now we're calling them all sorts of names. Mm. So we're, a, a, as soon as we can shift our consciousness about things and we can realize that actually even the very religions that we believed in, they are religions that we can still take as our own as long as we do not discard that which is part of our spiritual DNA in celebration and in honor of the other. Mm, mm, mm. So, I mean, uh, you know, uh, also uh, there's the point that was made by the first Babeja uh, Kola, who says we need to find a way to go and appease the ancestors by acknowledging that the freedom uh, that we got is not holistically that which they died for. You speak of Biko, you speak of Mashinini, uh, etc., Basically, he's saying we need to go back to them to say, well, we're working uh, towards the ideal. We're not necessarily there yet. How does that happen? Um, I, I wish I knew, you know, because also when I when I say I do, then I'm 
presiding as an expert. Mm. I think we need to have these conversations, mm. these uncomfortable conversations. It's the beginning. The fact that that tweet was picked up by, by you guys and to say, this is intriguing. What is this all about? And mm. we have this conversation. That's how we begin, right? I said we have tried the same thing but they have not yielded the results. In fact, Einstein Einstein says uh, the definition of stupidity, I hate to uh, use this uh, quote, but the definition of stupidity is to do the same thing over and over again and expect different results. And he further says that you cannot solve a system with the very same thinking that created it. Mm. So we've got a broken system, we've got an unequal system in the country, and we want to use the same system to, you know, to equalize equations, and we're not going to be able to. I mean, the generation right now is asking things because there's nothing wrong with Christ, there's nothing wrong with Buddha, there's nothing wrong with Muhammad. It's the interpretation of people. And those who initially interpreted those people are superior above everything else that we've had previously. It's the problem. And that's what needs healing. That's mm. what needs I, I wanna I wanna give you another code because mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want us to think by Kamblugo, I mean there's only one way. There yeah. are multiple ways because yeah. there's a psychological Kamblugo that we've been speaking about over the past few minutes. Mm-hmm. Maldoma continues to say that if we do not allow ourselves to work through the pain, more often than not, we think pain is a signal that we must stop. The the notion of fight. the notion of uh, of a rainbow nation, right? Uh, purported almost that the pain was erased, right? Uh, yeah. That that everything is done, it's it's dusted, it's gone. Uh, we start afresh, almost like a light switch, right? Like off and then on, and and it sounds continuously with varied conversations that I am having that we 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 can't it we can't just sort of wash it all off and you know and act like we can just begin again there has to be a level of almost the word I want to use is acknowledgement yeah no and acknowledgement it means we keep it alive KG because history is repeating itself Mm. because we've erased it Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look, is that we are actually the only race that doesn't want to talk about their historical injustices because we must get over it. It's done. We are not there anymore. But the systemic impact is still in existence. So the structures of apartheid still exist. And we see it. Hence, racism keeps on resurfacing itself in different forms and shapes. The Jewish people don't forget the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Every year, their children are reminded they go into ritual process to acknowledge their ancestors and mm. we don't call it anything else we call it as is and it's normalized mm. when we have to normalize our own pains and our own tragedies more majority of people that died on this land were black people mm. when we have to tell their story when we have to do rituals to make sure that they are also appeased and acknowledged then we want to go into debates about it we want to go into what i said earlier on we want to be including everyone else when they go and tell their stories and they do their rituals, the Christians are not included. The, the, the non-Christians are not included because they understand the importance of doing that for their lineage, for, for their children who for are themselves. Yes. Yeah. And that's why they have not repeated that cycle. Okay. Right?
Pause, Gogo. I have to go to a commercial break. Um, You know, I have to pay bills uh, so that you and me can keep talking. Uh, But I see you, Bongane, in Guazul Natal, and I see everybody who's trying to get through uh, and call on 011-714-2006 and the WhatsApps on 061-410-4107. We've got another nine minutes. Let's all try and engage because Dinewa said she does not want to debate because she's not looking for a winner, but she wants for us uh, to be able to engage. We are... Uh, talking uh, with Koko Dineo Ndlanzi. It's 1.51 on SAFM. Welcome back. It's uh, 1.53. Uh, we are talking about, uh, you know, uh, indigenous knowledge systems and uh, we are speaking uh, with Goko Dineo Ndlanzi based on uh, something she wrote uh, when uh, the looting was happening in our country. Bongane in Newcastle, you want to join in the conversation? Hi, Bongane. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. Uh, what a topic and uh, overlooked one. Um, I was listening to Temba talking, and uh, you know he's a hundred percent spot. Because you know in, in Kambulu generally, even at home, when you guys have an argument, it affects Amadrosi. And then once you fix that. Uh, amongst yourselves without going to also consult Amadrozi, which you have fixed it. Mm. It's still registered Amadrozi as still conflict between you guys. Mm. And mm. it's the same thing that is happening in this country. So, as what Jalang Amadrozi would say, right, Siaza, Muguti, Siapambil. Yes. Okay. And uh, I, I, I enjoy myself. I, I do have visions of what is currently happening in this country and what is still happening in this country. And if Amadrozi weren't involved in this, we wouldn't be having this vision. And I know there are many more people out there who also get visions about what is happening in, in this country and what, what is still going to happen in this country. Yeah, but your line is not very good. Uh, you know, that for me is bad, but uh, I think I've got the crux of what you said. Thank you, Bongani. Uh, Mongi in Pretoria, I think, uh, I hope I got your name correctly. Hi, Mongi. Hi, good afternoon. How are you, man? I'm well, thank you. Fine. I just want to just throw up a bit of my contribution and the experience. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you see, the challenge with Zambulugo, SNIO in South Africa, we need to take it back, Uti. When our leaders in the first um, democratic election, mm-hmm. opening Babo, they came from a prison. Mm-hmm. And you find that Uti Zang in Zambulugo, Yenzeke from the inside. Mm-hmm. If I do have a relative who comes from prison, you call in Zambulugo, Yenzeke as a family. That's so an we need to take this backwards and say, where did we go wrong? I think that is where the challenge. And I do know there are some of the leaders in the traditional space who have tried to reach out to the government. Most of the people are closed out by the system where mm. we'll have to address these issues. Mm. I've seen with family family uh, gatherings and I've seen it with families who find that there are challenges in the problem with families. Mm. But as soon as family come together, Benza and Tambulogo, even if how do we expect now as South Africans from the first democratic elections what are we expecting? Therefore, we're not surprised that the country is turning up like this. Mm. And if they were not taken seriously to go back to our roots, then we were not going to move forward. And sure. the challenge with us also as South Africans is we're not taking this seriously. 
I come from a background of Christianity because where I I actually did not even agree with everything It is only when trouble started then I realized that I needed to fix it in Donabanda. Yeah. I so wish people in government can also listen. And what is that? Some of the leaders that we have in government, you do see them by a hand, by your hands, and individually. But when it comes to the county, they don't want to bring us together as a nation. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, you, think, a, don't you think their challenge is they don't know how to inculcate the other uh, members of our society into that thinking, lest it's called just, you know, uh, how can I, what word can I use, an Africanist approach? You, you see, let's look at other countries, how they do. Who are the majority in the country? First, we need to look into them. It's African, mm. Abantu. Mm. And even within the Christian community, not necessarily the whole of 80% of the Christian community, they don't recognize African belief system. Mm. Because African, it is not necessarily a religion. It's a way of life. Yeah. So we really need to find a way where we can, we, we can start and, uh, and talk about this matter. They must open up for such things. Because individually, they do know some of the government. Remember, these are the people they were comrades with. Mm. When they have family challenges, they go back. But when they sit now in government, in the top structures, they tend to ignore that, looking at as a bright, to looking at as a nation as a whole. We shall never be a rainbow nation if the majority of this country and their belief system are not taken seriously. Under no circumstance, we're going to achieve that. And some of us who are spiritual, we can see that. Lastly, Mama. We have tried to reach out to the government, some of these uh, organizations, SNAs or the traditional organization, but most of the time people have been closed out. The government, you go there, they will tell you we have a department that deals with. When you go to the officials, you find that the, the officials will listen to you. You will still wonder if the message does go through to the political leadership. It yeah. is just my concern. Okay, okay. Thank you, Mongi. Thank you so much. Look, I'm going to give Goko Dineo and Tanzi the right to reply to all of uh, uh, the people who did call through today. Uh, It's, uh, you know, she's invited all of us really into a dialogue, uh, not necessarily a debate, because as she rightfully said, with a debate, uh, you know, there has to be a winner and a loser, and she's not looking for uh, losers here. She's putting her perspective about how we as South Africans can find a collective healing and the the general voices that keep coming through on the phone are saying if we don't find a way to heal ourselves uh you know we're putting ourselves in a situation where potentially uh this might happen again you're listening to SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide so we'll talk a bit with Gogo after the news at 2 it's 2 now it's time for the news with N Musa life happens weekdays 1 to 3 p.m. It's seven minutes past uh, one, uh, past two, I'm sorry. Welcome to the second hour of uh, Life Happens. Uh, we want to give uh, uh, Gogo Dineo and Lanzi some time uh, to, uh, I suppose, give us her closing remarks uh, because, uh, like she said, uh, you know, we're not debating. We are engaging and uh, we were talking in our indigenous uh, knowledge systems about how we can find collective healing as a nation. And we based that discussion on a quote we got on uh, Gogo Dineo page that South Africa needs a national Tlambulugo. The bloodshed that was never cleansed is haunting us. We're also divided not only by race but the black race is divided by class, by ethnicity and by religion. The psychological impacts of divide and conquer also need healing. Gogo, your last thoughts. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much. It's been, I've, I've also been energized by the input that we've had from, from our listeners. I think what is incremental is how do we fix the, funda- the, the basics, the fundamental things. And one of the things we need to fix is stop making our ways of doing things an alternative, mm-hmm. whereas we are mainstream. So mm-hmm. what do I mean by that? We cannot have African spiritual healers seen as alternative practitioner mm. uh, uh, because we're going to continuously have this debate and these conversations about what do we need to do, what we need to do. It's almost China, like asking permission to be ourselves in our home. Yes, but mm-hmm. look at China, for example. When you go into a Chinese healthcare system, you are given a an option and mm-hmm. Chinese medicine is mainstream. It's not an alternative to Western medicine. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Number two is healing that divide and conquer a mindset or paradigm or colonial construct that was utilized as a weapon of mass destruction against the black race. Mm -hmm. Number three, we need to stop apologizing for being ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we we need to also heal the traumas, the post-traumatic stresses that were caused by apartheid and colonization as black people. Mm -hmm. Um, If we don't heal those things, we're going to continue being the ones who perpetuate the stereotypes that have left us divided and fragmented and mm. so on and so on. So I just wanted to throw those three inputs and just saying thank you so much to people who are willing. Let us all be willing to try something that we have not tried before. Yeah, Don't because... wait for what our previous caller said is that when all things fall apart, that's when we run and seek help from our own system. They've been there for, for years. And yeah. Western medicine derived this understanding of, of healing and healthcare systems from African systems. That's historical facts. Mm. So let's let's also be open to learning. I think as Africans, we need to go back and understand our history because something is lost there. Yeah. Gogo, thank you. We appreciate that you took time out of your very busy schedule uh, to give us an hour. We appreciate your thoughts and your insights. Togozakok. Thank you so much. Gogo Dineo Ndlanzi is the founder of the Gogo Dineo Ndlanzi Institute of Spiritual Healing. You can find her online uh, under Gogo Dineo Ndlanzi. I think uh, she's on all the platforms.